always ready for a celly ejection because it's like such a mood. Because sometimes the, the you just gotta play, leave. You just gotta leave. They play so bad, and the rapping is so bad. Welcome back to Where's My Stick. My name is Christy. I'm Danielle, and I'm Kelsey. To start today, we're going to do like a couple of quick little topics that we felt, though they're interesting and we could make note of them, we're not going to go too in-depth because we have like a lot of fun stuff today. So first up is a trade between the Sabres and Philadelphia. So the Sabres traded Justin Bailey for Tyler Lear. Taylor Lear. Oh, oh, right. It says Tyler and I said Taylor. It says Taylor and I said Tyler. (laughs) Wow, I'm not surprised. (laughs) <laughs> for Taylor Lear. I don't really know much about these players. Just that I just know that Justin Bailey, he's kind of up and down between the AHL and the NHL. So it seems like a nothing trade really to me. I don't know how you guys feel about it. If you guys, I mean Danielle, since she knows that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it seems like it's like an AHL trade. Taylor was like pretty much an AHL guy because he got like pushed down through depth, but he's really fast. He's like a great skater and he's really good on the penalty kill. He's probably like your fourth line to give some context. He's kind of like a, maybe a, Arch- a Josh Archibald, mm, okay. speedy, good penalty kill guy. I mean, he'll score a goal, like maybe like a shorthanded goal or he's on your fourth line. I I'd highly doubt he'd be in the second uh, line. And if you're like thin for depth, he might be a third line guy. I think it's a good trade for Buffalo because adding a good penalty killer with and then adding good speed is so useful right now in today's NHL. So if he gets a shot with Buffalo, I'll be excited for him. Um, a fun fact about Taylor uh, Lear is that his brother is a ballet dancer and Ooh. he learned how to fight because he was um, fighting the kids that would bully his brother. Oh. So that's, and if you see him fight, that's, he knows how to fight. He's like not that's scared to defend awful. himself. Why because, is that so cute? I know. And they're twins. It's very sweet. The whole family is very sweet. I'm sad to see Taylor go. I'm excited for Josh. Is it Josh Bailey? Jason Bailey? Justin. Justin. I know yeah. that he was like a highly touted prospect at one point. Um, and he's the big. He's a big boy. So I'll take that. He most like he probably will play for the Phantoms. I don't know what Chuck Fletcher is going to do, but I don't have a fun little fact about him. Just Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I just only one thing, my one concern with on the Sabres side is that I hope that Taylor doesn't take Alex's spot in the NHL. Like, oh. I don't want them to try to, they're like, oh, let's bring up Taylor Lear. And you just have an eighth round, an eighth overall pick just sitting there, chilling. <laughs> That's not for you. I know. It's like, oh my God. Trade Sherry, please. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> bring him back. Bring him back. <laughs> So moving on to the Dallas Make-A-Wish game, this 10-year-old boy, Anderson McDuffie, he loves the stars, and I think he just had like an open, like a recent open heart surgery, so his Make-A-Wish wish was to play a game with the Dallas Stars. I think his team was called the EKG or something like that, and they played a game, and it was really cute, and they were all like pretending to fight and stuff. Yeah, he fought Klingberg. I don't know who won the game, but they did. The kids? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they won it four to three. And oh, it was close. <laughs> I mean, four to two. I'm sorry. But yeah, it was pretty close. What I think, and, and the boy scored like the, the game winning goal. So uh-huh. I forget the goalie's name, but he had him do like a skate. Uh, like he did a lap around the ice and he like held him up and everyone was cheering uh-huh. a little bit. <laughs> but so the first, the first period or the first half of the game, they played the team versus the stars. And then the second, they switched it and they played, they intermixed. So some stars players played with the, the team. And he, the guy, the little boy wanted to fight Jamie Ben, but he was on his team at that point. So he just went after Klingberg. And Klingberg was like, my first NHL fight. And like, I got destroyed. Like, I can't believe it. And then he was like, yeah, he sucks at fighting. <laughs> they were so into it. Like, the kids were like, for real playing all out against these NHL players, wanting to like beat their ass. It was just so endearing. Aww, and so moving on, next we have Ryan Johansson and his, I wouldn't say it was a hit on Mark Shifley. I would say it was a trying to chop his head off on Mark Shifley. <laughs> so he had a hearing on the 18th, which was Friday, and they suspended him for two games. I felt like it, it, he deserved a little bit more because it was very intentional when you like look at it, like he's staring right at him. He's trying to 
chop his head off, but he's suspended, and Mark Shifley is okay, so thank God. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Did you see the hit? Oh, hit. Yeah, I saw it. It wasn't great. This was bad. I, um... You guys know how I feel about Ryan. I don't like him. I think he's overrated. But, like, even as a person, he's not great. I, I'm not surprised that he got suspended two games. That's pretty much what I thought the NHL would do, because they're not going to do anything more. Would I have liked to see more? Yes, but I'm not going to. I'm just happy he got suspended for uh, at all. Did he even, did like, during the game, did he get kicked out? Did Was there, did, did anything happen? I think he did sit for two minutes. Actually, I could be lying because I don't remember because I was watching both games. Yeah, and I was watching that game and I don't remember. I don't think so. And it's so funny because remember his quote about Ryan Kessler? Kessler? And he yeah. was just like, I don't believe you. I don't understand how you can root for that guy. And, like, yeah. and then you're doing stuff like that. That's very interesting. He say. was right, though, when with Kessler. Yeah, but then also, like, you could be talking about yourself. So since January 5th, Carter Hart is 3-2-1. With a 2.69 goals against and a 0.925 save percent average. And and in those six starts, he's made close to 200 saves. So about 196 saves, which is the most in the NHL. And the guy right after him is Vassy with 170 saves in his six starts. And I just wanted to say, and overall, like, don't bring him up. Don't call him up. But he's been pretty good for them everyone was nervous about him coming up and granted the beginning of the season well in preseason he played he was the best goalie for the flyers and at that time they had six healthy goalies so i don't know take from that what you will (laughs) but he played the best out of all the of all the goalies he was still sent down then he did not have a good first half on the phantoms and then he started getting his footing and then we just had to emergency recall him because we had no more goalies and he's been solid in front of a bad team, in front of a very bad team. And, like, the Phantoms are a lot better in uh, than the Flyers right now. Like, they play better defensively in front of them and stuff like that. And then all the turmoil that's going on in Philadelphia, people just didn't want him up. But it seems like he's doing fine. And granted, he is a highly touted goalie prospect. But everyone on Flyers Twitter was like, don't let him, like, we don't want him to, or what happened to Matt Murray to happen to him. And it's like... Well, first of all, like, you what know, happens to Matt Murray winning two cups? What happened? <laughs> well, you know, like with the injury history and then last year he wasn't it wasn't his best and stuff like that. And granted, they just say that out of con, like they just say that, but they don't know that his dad passed away and like all this other stuff that was going on. So like, do you think like goalies, if they're good, should be, should they get a chance like Carter Hart? Like I know his chance was kind of like randomly because Axel was still here. He Carter Hart would not be here at all. I think, like, we still don't know. People still don't know, like, the trajectory of goalies and how they fully develop and stuff, so people are very cautious and careful with them. But if it seems like it's working, I wouldn't send them back down. But um, who's a re- another really good like goalie prospect? If you sent him up, he might not have been, might not have worked out because goalies are fluky like that. And no one knows what goes on. Admittedly, I was not in the Flyers' weeds at the time, so I didn't really know the ins and outs of the situation. I knew that they were going through all these goalies, had some goalie troubles. So I was concerned when they first brought him up. I, I was really nervous that, you know, this would be bad for his confidence. He just wouldn't do well, but he's doing fantastic, and I couldn't be happier for him. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, as long as, I don't know, I don't want to say as long as it keeps going well, because all goalies have, you know, bad streaks or whatever, but... I guess as long as it's not impeding his development and as long as he continues to grow, I'm supportive of him staying up. That's like the biggest question for the Flyers is, do they send Hart back down once all of the injured goalies are going to get healthy soon? (laughs) So like when that happens, you have to send someone down. Side note, I would rather peel off my skin than send down Mike McKenna. Um, He's just somehow like my heart is for him now. I don't know. But... (sighs) So it's like, what are we going to do? And, like, everyone keeps saying, if they send Carter Hart down, there will be a riot. Because, like, well, he's honestly our only good thing right now. And the I team plays like, better-ish in front of him. They, like, like really what if they, What if they, like, send him down and then they get, like, a like a higher draft pick? That's true. I mean, I don't know. I I think there's more wrong with the team than than a draft pick will fix. But the, the Phantoms are going to go into the playoffs and people are saying like once the seasons the flyer season's over send him down so that he can have a playoff run and they, they honestly were saying send everyone down so they can like they know what a good playoff run is 
And they're like, send Ghost down. And I was like, oh my god, he's like a rostered NHL player. I don't think you can do that. Can you just send him down? Is he like, like five million a year? <laughs> yes, like him and Ivan Provorov, like Nolan Patrick, they're all sending them down. Like, like what? Send them down. Send them down. You can send down Patrick. Send them down. Yeah, you can now. Well, I'm glad. I was also really nervous, so I'm glad that he isn't like one in five, one yeah. zero in five right now. I was very nervous about Hart playing with Hackstall than Hart playing with the new coach, a coach that he knows and that knows him from the Phantoms because Hackstall, either he would have never played Carter Hart and he would have sat every single game or he would have played him every single game. Like that's just how what Hackstall does. He just runs his goalies into the ground. That's why six are injured. Either he has like no faith in you or he has too much that's faith in you. That's wild. And- yeah, we're okay. done with the fire. <laughs> okay, so now for really fun, really exciting, really hard, <laughs> our all-star choices. So since the all-star game is coming up next this weekend, next weekend, we wanted to do like who our own all-star picks would be, but we went with the same restrictions that NHL had. So each team needs to have at least one player, um, seven forwards, two defensemen, two goalies. And San Jose, San Jose needed to have three players since they're the home team. So who wants to go first? Which division are we starting with first? Um, Metro? Yeah. Okay. So for the Metro, I have for Pittsburgh, I have Latang. Philly, I have Carter Hart. <laughs> the Rangers, <laughs> I have Mika Zavinijab. The Isles, I have Barzell. And Columbus, I have Pierre-Luc Dubois and Atkinson. Um, Carolina, I have Ajo. Washington, I have Carl- Carlson and Holpe. The Devils, I have Hallberry. And then, oh, I have another Islander, and it's Lee. Oh, okay. Kelsey? I think I messed mine up somewhere. Kelsey? It's okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so for the Hurricanes, I have Aho and Shvezhnikov. Oh, that's right. No, Sorry. I stopped. Blue Jackets, I have Jones and Panarin. Devils, I have Hall. Um, Islanders, Barzell, Rangers, Lundqvist, Flyers, Penguins, Latang and Dumo, and Capitals, Backstrom and Holby. <laughs> Wait, who on the Flyers? Connect. Oh, okay, okay. That's a good one. Oh, Kelsey, he's sweet. <laughs> sure. So for the Metro, for the Caps, they have Holby and Ovi. For the Pens, I have Latang and Sid. For the Blue Jackets, I have Atkinson. Islanders, I have Matt Barzell. Rangers, I have Mika, Sabinajad. Devils, Taylor Hall. For the Hurricanes, I had Jacob Slavin and Ajo. And for the Flyers, I had Carter Hart. Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. I wish I would have put Dumo on my <laughs> he is Like, you can say he is an all-star. Like, yeah. He is, yeah. That plus yeah. minus? <laughs> That's all-star status. <laughs> So Atlantic picks for the Atlantic, I had Jeff Skinner for Buffalo, Morgan Riley and Mitch Marner for Toronto, Tampa I had Kucherov and Vasilevsky, Boston I had Pasternak, Ottawa I have Chabot, Florida I had Huberdeau, Detroit I had Howard, and then oh I also had um, Braden Point from Tampa Bay, and then <laughs> I almost forgot Montreal so I had to add I had to cross out Jack Eichel and put in Thomas Tatar. <laughs> Do a special segment on the Tatar guy. <laughs> okay. So for the Bruins, I have Bergeron, um, Sabres, Skinner, Red Wings, Larkin, Panthers, Matheson, um, Canadians, Coca Niemi, mm-hmm. um, Senators, Shabbat and Duchesne, Lightning, Kucherov and Point, and Leafs, Anderson, and Morgan Riley. No Mitch Marner? No Mitch Marner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. For the Atlantic, for the Lightning, I had Kucherov, Vassi, and Braden Point. For the Leafs, I had Anderson and Matthews, Sabres, Skinner, Red Wings, Larkin. For the Senators, I had Matt Duchesne. For the Panthers, I went with Keith Yandel. What? <laughs> he's, been, he's having a good season. Um, for the Canadians, I had Shea Weber. And for the Bruins, I had Pasternak. Even though Shea Weber just came back from injury, <laughs> um, this that doesn't factor in into my like all-star pick. 
Central next, since that was hard. So for the Central, from Winnipeg, I had Wheeler and Shifley in Hellebuck. <laughs> I had Nashville, I had Yossi. Chicago, I had Debrinkat. St. Louis, I had Ryan O'Reilly. Colorado, I had Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. Minnesota, I had Granlin. Dallas, I had Miro Heiskanen. Did I do? Oh, I also had Pekka Rene from Nashville. Oh, wow. I just realized I have no goalies on this. Oh, shit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> For the central. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll fix it. I know I'm, like, furiously fixing things. <laughs> Um, so for the Central, for the Blackhawks, I have Kunitz, Avalanche, McKinnon, and Tyson Berry. Dallas Stars, Sagan, Wild, Dumba, and Dubnik. Predators, Yossi and Forsberg. St. Louis Blues, um, Colton Perrieko. And for the Jets, Wheeler and Hellebuck. Oh my god, Chris Kunitz, how did I not? How did you not? Like, I don't even know. How dare. I don't even know. I, like, literally just quickly wrote down Catboy and kept it moving when I could have Four times Stanley Cup champion. Oh Best player in the league. Like, Kunitz and Jumo, how did I... I'm, like, honestly mad at myself. <laughs> <laughs> you should be mad at yourself. Yeah, I am. I'm disgusted. So, to preface this, I did the central all wrong, so I only have one goalie. <laughs> So for the Jets, I have Wheeler and Shifley. For the no, pre- no. <laughs> for the for the Preds, I have Yossi and Renee. For the Stars, I have Sagan and Heiskanen. For the Avs, I have Miko Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon. For the Wild, I have Matt Dumba, Hawks, Taves, and the Blues, O'Reilly. You have Sagan in for Dallas? Because I was when I was doing it, I was like, okay, I need another forward, but I forgot I needed a goalie. The Central actually has like kind of bad goalies outside yeah. of Renee and Helly, so maybe that's yeah. why I forgot about. They them. used to have. They used to be strong because um, Dubnik used to be good, even though he's like their. He's not bad, but like, he's not bad, but he's not good. This division makes no sense. Okay, so last division, last but not least, the well, the Pacific. Last but absolutely least. No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, okay, so for Calgary, Calgary, I have Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk. San Jose, I have Brent Burns, Carlson, Joe Pavelski. For the Kings, I have Kopitar. Anaheim, I have Gibson. Edmonton, I have McDavid. Arizona, I have Clayton Keller. I couldn't justify putting Chucky on there because I don't know that well. Vancouver, I had <laughs> Peterson. Um, and then... Oh, yeah, and for Vegas, I had Flower. I accidentally only put one defense. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. He can do it. He can do it. Um, okay. Play both so, sides. Play both sides. It's fine. Yeah, but I, I, I bet that the defenseman is Carlson. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So for the Ducks, I have Gibson. Coyotes, I have Galchenyuk. Flames, I have Monahan. Oilers, McDavid, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Um, for the Kings, Carl Haglin. Sharks, Carlson, Povesky, and Jones. For the Canucks, I have Brock Besner. And then um, for the Vegas Golden Knights, I have William Carlson. For the Canucks, I have Pedersen. Sharks, I have Carlson, Povesky, and Logan Couture. For the Knight, Flower. The Kings, Kopitar. Ducks, Gibson. The Yotes, I have Ekman Larson. For the Flames, I have Gaudreau and Kachuk, and the Oilers, David. This was hard. This was, yeah. I wish it was fan-voted again. I don't know why, but, like, when I was doing this, I was like, I need to right some wrongs. I'm going to put <laughs> Mika's Vinajad in the All-Star game. He deserves this. Has he ever been to one? No. But he played for the Suns for a oh, while. Oh, yeah. I always forget that. I, I don't like. It's like a black hole. Like, yeah. Forget what happens there. Yeah. Like all of like now on my head, like it's just like the sends Eric Carlson, and then now without them, I'm just like they're not there. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta go. <laughs> like yeah. an Eric Carlson shaped hole. Yeah. Yes. Senators. Did you have any like questions about like who we picked and stuff? I liked a lot of you guys' pick. I like feel like some some parts I went off and I was like I just picked my favorite person or like yeah. people that I wanted without any justification and then other times I was like stick to the rules it has to be the highest point player in the team so I was like I don't know why I didn't put Chris Kunitz or like Alex Galchenyuk on there 
bad. Yeah, when you were like, I couldn't justify putting Chucky. I was like, justify? <laughs> like, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> I can pick up the Carter over to Glossier and like. I mean, the Carter Hart deserves this. Ah, he does. But that is Jeru. Like, he deserves... Oh, my God, them together, the little media duh. I can't. All right. Ooh, speaking of All-Star, Nikita Kucherov, you guys. He is really, really good. In 48 games played, he has 22 goals, 54 assists, and with 76 points. And his point per game is 1.58. And right now, he leads the league amongst, like, points and assists... I think in terms of assists, he's three ahead of Blake Wheeler. Mm-hmm. And Blake Wheeler's been like an assist machine this year. And Kucherov is known to be like a goal guy. So the fact that he's That's handing insane. out all these assists is really, really good. And his core C4 percentage is 58.7%. And core C4 is a stat that tracks if your team has the puck or not when you're on the ice. So his percentage is 58.7, which is really good. So, like, when he's on the ice, the Bolts have the puck. And he's projected to finish around, like, 130 points this season, which is insane since that hasn't happened since, I want to say, Gretzky. Mm-hmm. And the closest was Joe Thornton with around 125. That's my boy. And he's really good. And he's having a good season. And I love him. Yeah. He's so good. I didn't even realize Nikita was having such a good season. Like, I knew he was, like, up in points, but I didn't know he was this good. And I'm so happy because I'm, like, knock on wood. I'm always knocking on wood. Hopefully he gets the, um, what is it, the Art Ross for the most points, and then I want him to get the heart as well. If it goes to McDavid, I'm going to be disgusted. Last year, he was up there in points and stuff, but he didn't get any, like, heart considerations because he plays with Tampa. And, like, David came out of nowhere and was just like, this is my art rod. I'm, like, happy for him that right now he's leading the league, but I don't trust McDavid. Like, I'm sure McDavid is around there sniffing around. And out of nowhere, when the Oilers are out of the playoffs, he's going to have 50 points in 20 games and ruin everything. I hope that, well, one, I hope that Nikita keeps this point pace to the end of the season. Because I know last year, one of the slights against him was that, yeah, he was, like, so dominant in the beginning of the season, but by the end of the season, he kind of like tailed off and other team, other people like pushed ahead. And then I also, I hope that since McDavid plays like 30 minutes a night by the end of the season, he's just gas so that Nikita can win. He's just like a, a very nice, soft Russian. Yeah. He has like a nice, like when you hear him speak, he has just like a nice quality voice. Like it's, it's a little raspy. And I think that deserves an award. <laughs> His voice is It's higher than you think it would be. And he's really, really soft-spoken. Like, I, like if you didn't ask, he's one of those people that, like, if you don't say something to him first, he probably is not going to say anything to yeah. you. <laughs> he just goes on the ice and does his job, scores his goals, and then pans out those assists and just goes home to his wife and maybe he's child. So he is very good. I'm excited for him. That's the only, in my opinion, it's the only good thing about the Lightning. About oh. Braden Point. She hates him. I don't know why. I don't know why. He's he always getting a point. a point against us. <laughs> what? Kelsey! Like, no, it's not okay. Like, him is so good that if they play the Flat, I mean, if they play the Penguins, <laughs> we just get destroyed. And they're winning in, they're not blowing teams out. Oh, no. Or they're coming back. Like, they're finding different ways to win. And I think I heard that they've been, like, sitting, like, their older players every couple of games to keep them fresh. And it's just, like, the gall, the audacity, not the audacity, but, like, the that's, like, a quiet confidence about them. It's just, like, yeah, we could still win this if Ryan McDonough sits out a couple of games. Yeah. If Kevin Kaloran sit out a couple of games. So when the you want to know why? Comes, he's fresh. Just, like, you want to know Why? Because Bye. freaking people like Yanni Gord are scoring <laughs> hat tricks every night. Every night, Yanni Gord gets five points. You can only have one king on Tampa Bay. So the fact that it's not Kucherov is tough. What? No. Kucherov is like tier one. And then we have like Stamkos and Point and Hedman, tier two. The fact that Stamkos is on that list, like, oh, wait, no. it's a and, joke. And Joseph, tier two. And then tier four. We have like Dustin. no tier three. <laughs> tier, tier three, tier three is like JT Miller and like Ryan McDonough and like Dusty hanging out and like all of them and Yanni Gord. I put Yanni Gord up there. And then tier four 
is like the older guys, like Kalorn and Callahan, who are like on their way out. But I forgot Sergachev. Sergachev's like tier three too. I don't even know who Sergachev. I will say, how dare Tampa Bay let me down against the Maple Leafs? Okay, I know. Hyping them up so hard when you need them to come through, they don't. That's (laughs) that's Tampa when you need them to come through. I was. Two more times. I was watching the Jets game, like I was like, and I just knew Tampa would win. I was like, okay, fine. They'll probably win like six, seven, like almost. They almost went to OT. Fine, that's fine. They lose four two, like that's disrespectful. It is. Like I root for Tampa only when I need them to beat the Maple Leafs. They just don't do it. It's rude. I don't know. I mean, where's where's Steven Stamkos then? Yeah, your captain then. I was depending on Braden Point. Like, every time he was on the ice, I was like, okay, they'll get a point now. And they did not. I think he did that? have a point. Thing. Not enough. Not, not enough. <laughs> I was Braden Point, not Braden like, Points. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we're just behind the island. want to talk about the Islanders? I mean, I have nothing to say. Very trot stop. Please study the Penguins so meticulously well that he knows all of our weaknesses. I'm kind of happy for them because literally none of us thought that they would be this good. But if I need you to not be this good because I don't want the Penguins in a wild card spot at all. How am I good anymore? I love Petty Revenge, so I'm for this. Yeah, and the Petty Revenge is towards Toronto. Don't make it towards us. Like, like, <laughs> we, we do always, anything. yes, but don't beat the Penguins. Like, we didn't do anything. I didn't realize how good of a, of a coach Barry Trotz was. Yeah. And I guess, I guess I didn't realize how you don't need to have so many superstars if you just, if your players are just good players. They don't have to be great, but they just have to be good to get through an 82 game season. Yeah, I do agree that, like, he was sort of overshadowed by the quality of players he had in Washington because, well, yeah, they're going to play well. They're, you know, Ovechkin, yeah, they're back exactly. down there. But now you see him kind of showing what he can do with uh, maybe second-tier level players. Yeah. And, like, you don't realize his structure of play, how beneficial that is. Mm-hmm. Like, because, I mean, when I think of the Caps, I didn't think they were very good defensively. Like, they had a good defense, but I just thought, man, the Cavs score goals. Yeah. Like, and the, the, they score goals, and they hit you really hard. And that's how <laughs> they rear you down, is that you'll get hit t- really hard, and they'll score goals on you, and they have Brayden Holpe, which I think that Brayden Holpe is a very, very good goalie. And he makes, like, saves that's just, like, out of control. I know his record against the Penguins may not <laughs> speak to that, but... I always feel like Hopi is just like an amazing goalie. So I think that's what I think of when I think of Washington. But last season, the Islanders scored a ton of goals, but they just let in a ton of goals. So still keep that they score a good amount of goals. Their goaltending is better and their defensive structure is better. This makes sense. But like you said, Christine, none of us, none of us could have predicted this. I just hope when the Leafs come to Long Island next month that they win. Not the Leafs, the Islanders, because that's all. That's all I need for them, really. Is that Tamara's first time back? Yeah. And, and they then played after it. that, they can start losing a little bit. I want them to start it. losing now, but to win against Toronto. Yeah, and the Leafs are kind of going through something right now, so maybe, yeah. I don't know. I'm not even, like, looking at the standings right now, because isn't the Metro, de- like, it's yeah. the top four teams are two points apart? It's disgusting. Yeah. And then you look at the Atlantic, and then Tampa has 14 points on the Leafs. It's really, like, Tampa has, I mean, like, is running away with that division, but it's really, like, the Leafs in Boston fighting it out. Who is 2-3 in that division? Just like last year. Yeah, which is fine. I want them to play each other. Moving on to the Penguins. Yeah. the point of this podcast. One of the focus on the Penguins right now, off the ice, is Derek Brassard. Our Jim Rutherford has been said that he is shopping Derek Brassard to teams. And on January 16th, Pittsburgh Hockey Now tweeted that, per sources, the Stars have called about Brassard. However, Pittsburgh Hockey Now is unreliable, and they've been trying to trade Brass and Kessel all season long. The next article written about Derek Broussard after the Penguins traded Derek Grant to Anaheim, um, and this is from Josh Yohe, said, is Derek Broussard next to go? In that article, a reporter from Columbus 
reported earlier that the Blue Jackets have had discussions with the Penguins uh, about acquiring Derek Broussard. Wait, the Blue Jackets and the Penguins are rivals. They're in the same division. They're both fighting for a playoff spot. That just doesn't make sense right now. Like, why would Jim Rutherford do that? LOL, Columbus drafted Broussard. <laughs> you yeah. Won you don't have good center depth but Joshua he does say that that was one of the things ailing the blue jacket throughout in the division is that they are weak at center whether they play pittsburgh whether they play the capitals they're weak at center so then i th- i thought personally the best article that explains Derek Broussard's time here and explains how that matches up against previous third line centers in pittsburgh was of course Jesse Marshall's article, What Does Replacing Derek Broussard Look Like? In his research, Marshall says that if anything, Broussard has been given a higher number of opportunities in the offensive zone as opposed to his predecessors. So Nick Benino and Riley Sheehan. And so he goes back to Benino and he says, Benino's game score totals are only a little bit better than 39% of NHL forwards. However, considering that 80% of the league has had a better game score than Derek Broussard this year, Benino has been in that role has been doing significantly better he goes on to talk about Riley Sheehan he says that Sheehan's shift started in the defensive zone more than 92% of the rest of the forwards in the NHL but despite that he's his shooting attempts are better than 78% of the league and he goes on to say that's not an easy task for a center especially when 63% of your shifts are started in the defensive zone uh last season Sheehan was better than Broussard's current defensive play despite um the major disadvantages such as ice time quality of teammate and zone start and then he goes on to say about Sheehan that his offensive production at even strength is also impressive because um his share of ice time is slim and he makes the most of it. His offensive outputs and his offside of raw goal totals all exceed what the Penguins have gotten out of Derek Broussard um, this year and some of last year. Then lastly, he goes on to say Sheehan, despite starting 78% of his shifts in the defensive zone this season, while saddled with poor line mates, he's performed on par with Broussard in raw goal totals, shooting percentages, and expected goals for and ex- individual expected goals for. In conclusion, it just seems that the third line center role for Broussard is just not, he's not performing at a at a rate that you would expect Derek Broussard to perform at, which I think we all can see that. And he, Riley Sheehan, granted a lot of this is Riley Sheehan last season is doing a much better, uh, was doing much better in the third center role than Derek Broussard is currently so what do you guys think about that i guess i see it and i agree i just don't want it to be true and also what can we hope to get for Derek Broussard? I can't physically hold any more defense than my colleagues. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be a good pool of centers to pick from. And plus, when we have Shan producing so well in that role, I think that, you know, we're good. But I just, I don't know what how this is going to shake out. Jesse's stats doesn't take into consideration that I love Derek Broussard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should take that into account. And that his numbers would get better once he put once he inputs those once he inputs my love numbers into yeah. Derek Broussard's numbers. But if he does that, he also has to put your love numbers into Sheehan. So it's it's about even though, right? Or no. <laughs> <laughs> I like Riley Sheehan. I love Derek Broussard. Like if they do trade him, I don't know what the Penguins would hope to get, but I just want him to go to a team that I like and that he can do well on. Just... Yeah. Last night, he seemed so angry during his interview. (laughs) He was so red. (laughs) He was like, we have four periods left until the break. And I was just like, that's such a strange way to word it. He's counting the periods until he gets to be on break for a little bit. And I thought that was really strange. Yeah. It's just like, buddy. I don't know. I don't think the Penguins locker room is the best right now, especially during... I remember um, Ian Cole said something last year, but when the trade deadline is is near, like guys, just the locker room just gets a little bit antsed up. Like, I mean, Derek Broussard obviously can, I mean, he can read. He knows that people are (laughs) writing about him. And the Pittsburgh media has never been kind. They've always been very, like, critical and aggressive in their, like, critiques and stuff. And if you're not doing well, they will say it over and over and over again. Like, so, I mean, I can understand where he if he's frustrated um and i can understand that he might be frustrated with his ice time with the thing about Derek Broussard and his time here in pittsburgh is just that his his wingers have never been consistent and did always will get the best of the best 
That's just like that's absolutely fact. Everyone knows it. And then Malkin will get whatever's left of the Wiggers. And then as a third line center, you really don't get that good of teammates. Um, and I know that Phil Kessel on was on his wing. And sometimes like the thing about Phil Kessel is like when you're on his, when he's on your line, you're not the like it's not about you. You know what I'm saying? Like you kind of have to cater your game with him because he very seldom will cater his game to you so and you can see that with phil and gino and like i think phil like it just respects gino so much as a as a center that he will like maybe make a change or anything like that like to to play with gino and then people always make a change to play with sid they'll do whatever they can to play with sid so with Derek Broussard, I wouldn't be surprised if Phil was like, ah, nah, buddy, I'm gonna go over here and do this. And then so like he's supposed, it's like in theory, it's supposed to make sense. Like, okay, I'm me, I'm playing with Kessel. I should be amazing. Our line should be dominating. And when it doesn't, and people say that, like that's frustrating. And I just go back to last season when Derek Broussard played with, I think it was Brian Rust and Dominic Simone, and that was his best line, hands down. That line was fantastic. And then when's the last time he's been able to play with that line? Uh, Simone gets moved up with uh, Malkin because Hornquist is hurt. And then Russ has been on um, Sid's line for like the past, I don't know, 20 games. So it's it's hard to make it work in, in Pittsburgh. And, and I know that people say, well, you're a third line center. Your quality competition isn't that hard. But I mean, there's other things that go into that. But like you said, Kelsey, for me, I just don't know what the Penguins would be. What would they get for Derek Bassard? Because his contract is up. And then when you move a center you want to get a center back well you just traded Derek grant and yes and the stats say that riley shahan last season was a very good center riley shahan is not playing like he was playing last right uh, last season so if you make that gamble and say okay well we can have riley shahan take it over he may not play the same way even if he plays as good as benito did um teams are better than they were two years ago i really don't know i know that i've been seeing that jim rutherford wants another winger like a scoring winger and he wants to move a defenseman to do that so maybe you see a brassard move for just a, a pick and then maybe alexiak move and then you get that winger i don't know these are just things that i've seen but I'm like saying this and I'm trying to be rational about it, but I'm very upset that Derek Bouchard is like going to be moved because in theory, this should work in theory. Like I think maybe it might be just, you know, matchups and, and deployment and line mates. And I see that Sullivan is trying to, I mean, trying to give Derek Bouchard better, like offensive starts and stuff like that. But who is he out there with Tanner Pearson yesterday and Dominic Simone? I would say that's a good, that's a good line. But then you look at it and you're like, who are their defensive pairings out there? And I'm sorry, uh, the only good defensive pairing, in my opinion, is Latang and Dumo. Everything else is not good. Like, these pairings are not sustainable. Like, those pairings, right, like, those bottom two pairings, whether it's Ricola and Mata or uh, Johnson, Johnson and Pedersen, those are good to me. They're not good to me. Now that I'm, like, settling that I realize, okay, he actually might leave, the only team that's acceptable is the Winnipeg Jets. Because the Jets do need a second-line center, slide Brian Little down to third, and then he'll have Line A as a winger, Line A and Ehlers most likely, or Connor, and then, like, they'll have a better line, and then he'll be able to do great. But he could ask, like, for, like, a little mini discount, like, a pay cut since he hasn't been doing the best, like, the past couple of years, and then Winnipeg can afford him, and they can afford all their other 10 RFAs they need to sign, and then everything will work out. I just want him to be happy and successful wherever yes. he goes. Yeah. I think that just shows, like, how crazy like line chemistry is like for some reason it's just not working for and i wish that i'd paid more attention to him when he was in ottawa so i could still i could like an idea of how he used to play because i honestly it was like a blind spot i i didn't know he existed <laughs> Same. And, the, and the fact that he was on the sands the rangers and columbus like he could have been in my life way yeah. earlier <laughs> When he came, they were like, big game brass. And I'm like, who is this guy? And they're like, look, look at that. Look at his playoff again with Ottawa. And I'm like, I still don't remember him. <laughs> yeah. Wait, he was in that series, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? He was traded. Him and Mika were traded for each other. And it's just like, what if they were never traded for each other? Then Mika wouldn't be in my life. I, I just feel like he never got to really show like what he's capable of because he was injured last season and this season hasn't really been working out that well for him. It's just I mean, if it's this frustrating for me and like fans to watch, imagine how frustrating it must be for him. Exactly. That's why I can yeah. see. That's why I can see him being like upset. 
But like, oh, he's yeah, like so, I wasn't. He's yeah. so like sweet looking, so I can't like picture him being him being really mad. But like, he has to be if he's yeah. used to being like the first or second line center, and then. And it's just so funny, like when players who are like a little annoyed or something talk with Dan Potash, because he's so like, ah, <laughs> they're just like, okay, I know. <laughs> and I think that's so like good much. that Dan is so like. You know. Okay, so I pulled up Johnson and Peterson, Patterson, and these are only for the last two games. So the time on ice, every everything is is small sample size. It's the last two games. Anyway, these are the last two games. They had 28 minutes and 13 seconds of five on five time. Their core C4 is 44.07 percent, and their high in danger percentage is 41.67 percent. So meaning, oh, when they're on the when they were on the ice together, they had five high danger shots for and seven against. And Corsi four is like when they're on the ice, they had 26 shots for and 33 shots against. So not looking great, not looking great at all. And surprisingly. Mata and Ricola actually had a pretty decent um, stats for, but it was only one game. Even though I did a two-game sample size, they've only played one game together. But their stats were, okay, so yeah, 12 minutes and 40 seconds of 5-on-5 t- uh, time on ice together. And they have a Corsi 4 of 51.72%. They had, on when they were on the ice, they had 15 shots for and 14 against. And the high danger... They were at 50%, so they had one high-danger shot for and one high-danger shot against. Their numbers aren't bad, but they're not blowing me away. I was just going to ask, like, is Alexiak the trade chip? Because I don't know. I, I like him. No, I completely agree with you. I I don't want to trade Alexiak, but I think out of all the tradable defensemen, he's the one that will get you the most. Because yeah. he rebounded mm-hmm. very well with the Penguins. And even if you put him on, like, your third pairing with, like, you know, like that's just like another offensive defenseman on there that can give you a good a good heavy shot from the point. And, you know, he has skill. He'll like jump up on the play and he's a very good skater. So I think that out of all the traders the tradable defenseman, he's the he's the one that will catch you the most. I don't think Mata it's either Oleksiak or Mata that's that's trade bait. I don't I want either one of them. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like with Ricola, they're not going to trade him. And I don't think he has, like, Ricola and Pedersen don't have enough NHL experience to be tradable. Mm-hmm. And I don't want Pedersen to go anywhere. I want him to stay right here. Yeah. And oh my gosh, the first goal last night on the power play with Pedersen yeah. and Ricola, like, yeah. I love a 2D power play, first of all. And it's just, I, when I saw that, I was like, what? They, that would be interesting if they were uh, together. Uh, like, I want to see Pedersen with Ricola 5-on-5. Five five. I want to see Pedersen with Justin Schultz 5-on-5. Five five. <gasps> Justin I Schultz. I totally forgot about my the love of my life, Justin Schultz. Yes, and like, Justin Schultz ain't going nowhere. Like, Justin yeah. Schultz is going there. nowhere. He's so close. Like, oh my. So, the Penguins made a trade. They did. We talked Speaking a little bit Speaking of <laughs> Justin Schultz. They traded his BFF, Derek Grant, to Anaheim. For... They were best friends? Yeah. I know that. I yeah, they were friends. Um, they traded him for... Because Schultz was drafted by Anaheim. No? Or did I, I, thought, I thought Schultz was going to Edmonton. But I think he was drafted by Anaheim, and then he ended up doing the college thing, and then yeah. he went to... Edmonton. But yeah, so Derek Grant, he was traded back to Anaheim when we got him from yeah. Anaheim for Joseph Blandisi, aka the Magic Bullet. <laughs> Did they really call him that? That's his Twitter handle. Oh. Um, so he is 5'11, and in 2018, well, this season, in three games played, he has zero points, and he's minus one, and in his career, Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> in his career, he's played 74 games with about 26 points, and he is a minus 23. Did he sit most of last night? Because, like, I heard him a little bit at the beginning, and then I stopped hearing about him. I'm surprised they didn't send him down right away. Oh. I'm surprised that he was with the team. Like, I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't... I didn't even look into this trade that fully because I was devastated that Derek Grant 
got traded. <laughs> I, I really like him. He is my favorite. I I always got him and Garrett Wilson confused. And the yeah. fact that when I realized that it was Derek that got traded, I was so upset. But anyway, and I, I didn't know this guy um played last night. I yeah, he I like watched the third, the third period. That's I got home. I hate that though. If he played less than three minutes, like what are you doing? Yeah, so, like, like, maybe they just wanted to see what he would be, and then they were like, "It's going to be against the Yotes, who aren't, who are not a high in theory, yeah, yeah, who aren't in theory a very good team." <laughs> so he played six forty-seven. Garrett Wilson played eight forty-one. I don't like him. I don't like him. And then Colin Garrett Pope Wilson. 10. Yeah, Garrett. It's, I think it's the last name. It's definitely yeah. the last name for me, and that he's a fighter. I'm like, mm. so are we good with the pens? Do we have anything you want to add? What do we think? All right. So last time we talked to the, about the Penguins, they were winning. Then they lost two, and they won in overtime against the Coyotes. Are they being bad again, or is this like actually how the team is? I think it might actually be how they are. Yeah, I, that's that's like that's what I'm worried about. And I think as of right now, this team is might get to the second round, but will not get further. They dig themselves in holes, and then they just, they claw themselves right back out. And then I feel like they get comfortable a little bit. And then before they know it, they're in, like, another hole. It literally took a second for them to be a second wild card spot when they were, like, second in the Metro. Yeah. So I think they take their foot off the gas when they shouldn't, Uh which is really frustrating and annoying. But I think once Evgeny gets going again, I think they'll be formidable i don't want to say i believe in them but (laughs) i also think that this might be how they are and like during their win streak they were maybe overperforming a little bit Mm -hmm. i think they always find a way to like turn it on when it counts Uh hopefully that's what i keep telling myself (laughs) um and i think that if they were in a different division a two-game slump like wouldn't really mean that much Mm -hmm. but since the metro's so close it's like every single point counts every single time yeah um, it's the worst. I know. One last question. What do you want to see changed after the deadline? Like, what do you want uh, Jim Rutherford to get done before the deadline? This isn't really a move, but I want him to be upfront with Broussard and be like, I'm going to trade you or I'm not, so that he could stop being in this weird limbo yeah. and he could get a, like some sort of semblance of certainty. Because that's probably weighing on him and that can probably affect how he's playing. Yeah. It might not be because I don't think he's ever really gotten comfortable in Pittsburgh, but it could be. So in terms of moves with who they have on paper, I feel like it's not that bad. I feel like they don't like there's no gaps necessarily mm-hmm. that need to be filled. Plus, I don't really know like what's out there because mm-hmm. I think that the Penguins are mostly seller or buyers, mm-hmm. if anything. Like, they have I have nothing to sell. Have. Yeah, but yeah, but um, I don't I don't know what's out there that would be like worth mm-hmm. moving someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Mark Stone is out there. Um, because I know Ottawa most likely will be sellers. Um, I don't know. I I definitely agree with you guys, and maybe I should have rephrased the question better. I think for me, um, I think the roster is is good the way it is i don't really see any gaping holes there's coaching decisions i would want oh, yeah. changed you know trade like, mark recky <laughs> trade mark recky for a second round pick um <laughs> yes. but so yeah like i definitely i don't see any holes but i just i would love to see this team without jack johnson oh, you know no. what i'm saying like i would just like to see the defense like changed and i and it baffles me why because sullivan never has a problem not playing t- players that he doesn't want to play yeah like he doesn't like like reeves he never really in my opinion gave him a fair fair shot it can't be just me and like it can't just be just us seeing jack johnson is not good yet he plays every single game i i truly don't get that and there's people that i absolutely trust that are pens penguins beat writers, which side note, it's kinda hard to find like beat writers that you like absolutely trust that won't like that aren't just there to like get your emotions so up in a tizzy or whatever. 
So, and, and like they know, they see that uh, that Johnson's not doing like he's bad. So I don't understand why. And we have so many defensemen right now. That's like you cannot play him for a game just to see, just to see how the team reacts. So like, I don't know. I'd love to see that, and I'd love to see like maybe the Pens getting a a um a scoring winger, but I just again I look at this team and I don't see them getting past the second round. So why give up draft picks for mm-hmm. some for oh, a team that's not going to get past the second round? So it's kind of that's what sucks. I guess, and this is like the first time I'm experiencing it, is that your team's just going to be in the playoffs just to be in the playoffs. Because right. I don't really see us making any noise once we get in there. But I also didn't think they'd make it, they'd do anything, <laughs> and they won before, so I don't know. Like oh that. my god. Did you see they had him out in <gasps> overtime? Overtime, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then he had like two great a chances oh my god and then they put chris letang out right after that and i was just like look at him he's making plays he's going to the net he's doing stuff why would you have johnson out there and i think johnson was out there with it or something like that no no he wasn't he was out there with evgeny and oh, I okay never forget i i literally every time i see 71 i look for 73 i saw that and like russ like so gino set up jack johnson and then Russ set up Jack Johnson, and both times. I don't even, I know I'm just being mean at this point, so I'm not going to say it. But it's like, no, he he was like right at the net, and then he missed. And I was just like, who is that? Who is that yeah. seven person? And I was like, is it Hornquist? I don't know any seven other 70s. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, no, it's fucking Jack Johnson. God. And that's what frustrates me, is that the Penguins really do depend on their defense jumping in on the rush like so their forwards have no problem throwing it back to a defenseman to deke and to make a move and normally the penguins defensemen can do that because you have chris letang you have justin schultz you have Oli mata and then Dumo even sometimes yes like, i was gonna say Dumo jumps up and like throws like it like shows you why he wore the c in college like and it's just i don't believe that jack johnson ever will i don't know you can't teach an old dog tricks at this point i almost feel like it's like pettiness towards columbus blue jackets they're like we're gonna play him if like, tanks our team exactly like, and i'm just like you fools like that's such a man way to think so justin charles and jack johnson played four games together their time on ice five on five was 18 minutes and 23 28 seconds they had a coursey four which is um obviously you know it's like shots four um they had a coursey four of 32 <laughs> percent meaning that when they were on the ice together they had 12 shots for and 25 against <laughs> double like jesus and then they had a high danger shot for oh okay they had five four and then four again so they had a high danger of course before a 55.56 percent in conclusion justin schultz and jack johnson are not good together um (laughs) and it's not justin schultz fault we all know that Uh, yeah not justin schultz fault at all (laughs) when they were off the ice together there was a Corsi 4 of 51.23. Jeez. I know. So the last thing that we wanted to do was kind of a little 2012 redraft since that draft was a very weird one. That draft is insane. If you have the time, go look at it and you'll be baffled. Um, I'm going to start with what the actual draft was and like the teams that they went to. And then we could kind of go into, like, our little, our redraft. Also, just a preference, listener. um, Not a preference. A reference. Jesus. Uh, We only did the top ten. Right, right, yeah. Like, if we did the top 30, it would be, our podcast would be even longer. (laughs) (laughs) So, for the actual draft, first overall went to the Oilers, and they picked Neil Yakubov. Second overall went to Columbus, and they picked Ryan Murray. Third went to the Habs, and they picked Alex Galchenyuk. Fourth, Islanders, and they picked Griffin Reinhardt. Um, Fifth, the Maple Leafs, and they picked Morgan Riley. Sixth, (laughs) 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 and they picked Hampus Lindholm. Seventh, the Wild, they picked Matt Dumba. Eighth. The Pittsburgh Penguins, they picked Derek Pouliot. Ninth, the Winnipeg Jets went with Jacob Truba. And tenth, the Bolts went with Slater Cuckoo. Who wanted to do their redraft first? 
I'll do mine. I don't mind. Okay. Okay. So I don't have the teams listed. I just listed my one to five. I mean, one to ten. Sorry. All right. So first I had Philip Forsberg. Second, I had Alex Galchenyuk. Third, I had Tavo Teravainen. Fourth, I had Thomas Hurdle. Fifth, I had Shane Gossespierre. Sixth, I had Morgan Riley. Seventh, I had Matt Dumba. Eighth, I had Jacob Truba. Ninth, I had Tanner Pearson. And tenth, I had Hampus Lindholm. There was one of them that I was, like, surprised that you had up there, but I forget who. I think it was Teravainen. Yeah. Did you pick them second? I picked Teravainen um, third. So what I did was I did, um, I looked at the points, like their points, and then I did points per game, like who's had mm-hmm. the better points per game, and then I just ranked it by that. If I ranked it specifically like that, it would be Philip Forsberg and then Shane Gossespierre because Philip Forsberg is on like a point streak of like 0.77 and Shane is like 0.629. But it's a good account for like he's a defenseman and how many games played and stuff like that, so. Okay, I think I messed this up, too, because I (laughs) tried to look at them at the time. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I had Forsberg, Yakupov, Tevo Teravainen, Hampus Lindholm, Morgan Riley, Galchenyuk, Sisi, Gostaspir, Truba, and then Mata. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mata was really highly touted. Yeah. (laughs) My list is so different from me, guys. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I kind of just went by, like, how I see them now and the value that they have to their their respective teams now. And, <laughs> and I wasn't... <laughs> Gosh. Okay. But first I had Hampus Lindholm. Okay. And then second, I had Philip Forsberg. Third, Morgan Riley. Fourth, I had Vasilevsky. Okay. Um, fifth, I had Truba. Sixth, I had Colton Pareko. Seventh, um, hurdle, and then eighth I had Teravainen, ninth Ghost, and then tenth I had Gatunik. Okay, Bassies, but I know goalies don't usually go that high, but mm-hmm. I think he yeah. won like nineteenth or something. He still won. <laughs> I mean, I think that's all. Like, I mean, clearly we all know that Philip Forsberg is very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that makes sense. Is this the job a- that they picked Tom Wilson? Yeah, in the first round. Yeah, but the Caps had two picks that. Um, right, right, yeah, they and the Penguins did too. I like when I was doing mine. I did it, and the, originally Tanner Pearson was ace, so the Penguins would have picked him. And then I was like, I was like, oh my god. Then I was like, oh wait, no, I want the Penguins to get Truba, so I moved Truba to eight <laughs> instead of nine. <laughs> but like, even though the they're fake, but I want them to have the it. the Pens had the eighth pick and. They could have had Forsberg, like, all the people that they could have had, like, and they picked Bouillot. I know. What triggers me is that, like, it's it's Truba. Like, they could have had Truba. Like, Truba could have been our nice little, like, defense and right under um, Chris Letang. Mm-hmm. And it would have been, like, Truba and Mata together as a defensive pairing. And, like, and we would have been... still could have had Dumo. Exactly. Right? We well, Dumo was drafted by St. Louis. No, he was drafted Ka- oh, by Carolina. the Hurricane. Oh, and yeah, then we traded for him, so. Yeah, so we still could have had Yeah, we still could have had our, our top. We wouldn't have had Jack Johnson. That, we wouldn't have had him. This is, I know it. If we would have got Jacob Truba, we would never have gotten Jack Johnson. But, I mean, but I, I'm like, look at the teams that these players would have gone to. Like, in my draft, like, Forsberg would have gone to um, Columbus, to, like, Bassey to the Islanders. Truba to the Leafs. Absolutely not. I hate it. Like, you're always trying to help out the Leafs in Columbus, so I'm not surprised. The Leafs? <laughs> Why would I help them out? Um, yeah. Like, oh, because Chenyak would have gone to the Leafs in mine. That would have been kind of nice, I guess. They would have ripped him to shreds. Yeah. <laughs> Chenyak would have gone to the Bolts, and he would have been, like, a like a 50-goal scorer. Absolutely. Just... You know what would have been? You know who his wingers would have been? Yachty Gord and freaking, I don't know, that's it. It's been too long. But then he knows Russian too, so like yeah. him and Kutra, they could have been the best of friends. And is with Vasilevsky. Well, Vasi would have went to the Islanders right. in this draft. 
That's true. Still. Still. In mind, Philip Forsberg would have went to the Oilers, and I'm like, they don't need, I don't ever want them to have any success. So, no, thank you. I gave them Hampus went home. No, they needed that, too. Yeah. A good, steady defenseman. Like, Hampus could be your, in, in the top pairing. He's so good. He's but very good. This concludes this episode of Where's My Stick? Be sure to follow us on Twitter at where's underscore my underscore underscore stick if you have any questions be sure to like and subscribe and all that fun stuff oh bye (laughs) Bye. thanks for listening bye bye